Hello and welcome to Homeopathy at Home with Melissa. If you're ready to be independent in helping your family with acute and chronic conditions in a more natural way, if you're interested in learning how to use homeopathy at home, and if you enjoy positive, encouraging messages, then this is the podcast for you. Click subscribe, grab some coffee or tea, a pen, and a notebook, and get ready to learn how to use homeopathy at home in your family. The information in this podcast and its transcription is to be used for education only. The suggestions here should not replace the advice of your medical doctor, and you should never stop any prescription medications without the advice and direction of your doctor. I am not a physician. I am not prescribing, and I am not making healthcare decisions for you. It is your choice to use the information provided here and in any future communications with me regarding homeopathy and natural health care. Hello, welcome to today's show. I'm so, so excited today to have Monica Corrado with me. She is a certified GAPS practitioner, um, has been for about six years, and a teaching chef for 11 years for GAPS, a teaching GAPS chef for 11 years. But Monica is also on Dr. Natasha's team. Um, She's been there since the beginning, and she wrote the curriculum. So Monica is helping me personally um, heal my gut, and I am just so excited to have her here with us to teach us some things about meat stock and some other other nutritional things. But I wanted to also tell you that Monica's favorite remedy is Arnica because it's good for all injuries, but also Hypericum because she says it's putting on the armor of light from the inside out. I am so happy you're here with me today, Monica. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Tell Thanks me about for having that. me. Yeah. You're, I love it. So tell me about that. Tell me about putting on the armor of light from the inside out. What does that mean? Well, Hypericum is St. John's wort. And so St. John's wort is one of those beautiful plant remedies, remedies from nature that is um, available to us in so many ways as an herb, as an essential oil, as a homeopathic, right? Um St. John's Wort, it's all about putting on the armor of light. So the light that we already contain, allowing the light that we already contain within us to shine out. And so that's why St. John's Wort also has, um, is known for uh, treating depression, you see. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. I love it. Hypericum is also one of my favorites for the sharp shooting nerve pains that sometimes... I can get. Yes. So, Monica, you know, I am a homeopath and I have been working on healing my gut and the and that of my family. And so I have been using homeopathy, but also it is it's always been my thing. It's real food and homeopathy together that they 
they work so beautifully together and that you need both. So I always tell my my clients, you can't just continue to eat whatever you want to eat and think homeopathy is then going to come and fix it all. We have to clean up the diet and have, you know, work on the gut health that way too. So um, I have just really enjoyed working with you, gosh, since December, I think. And I've learned so much that I then get to pass on to my clients Yes. The main thing that I do is recommend that almost all of them drink meat stock. And here's what happens in my follow-ups. I realize that they have actually been drinking bone broth instead no! of meat stock. <laughs> so help me. Help me explain this to them. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Okay. So first of all, I want to concur with you 100% that you the food is the foundation the food yeah. is the foundation. So really important to get real food in there and to get it, uh, you know, clean food, the best you can find, prepared in a way that your body can use. And then homeopathics are a wonderful thing that GAPS practitioners have found to really help when we're healing and sealing. So it's wonderful that we are doing these two things together. Yes. Um, in terms of meat stock versus bone broth, so... The first thing I have to do is just say, I didn't write all the curriculum for Dr. Natasha. I wrote the cooking curriculum. So I teach the cooking for the GAPS practitioners and for the coaches and for anyone else who wants to learn. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make that clear. But um, I'm happy you started with that because a long time ago, oh, I think it was 2015. That is a long time ago now, right? Um... I became aware that many, many people were making bone broth to quote unquote heal and seal their gut. Yep. And bone broth is not uh, even in the GAPS diet, wow. number one. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I started, I, I talked with Dr. Natasha and I, I asked her actually via email, I really want to write a book. Can I write a book so that people can understand the difference between meat stock and bone broth? Um, because it's really important, you know, we were very confused and, um, bone broth was getting all the, you know, all the applause and all the, Mm -hmm. all the attention. And so, so, so the difference between meat stock and bone broth, um, there are many, the, the biggest one is, um, that bone broth is made with bony bones, Mm -hmm. right? Bones. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's cooked very long. And for chicken bone broth, you know, the usual recipe is up to 24 hours. For beef bone broth, it's up to 72 hours. It's 24 to 72 hours. That is so much time that during that time when you use bony bones and you uh, cook them for a long period of time, you get very high levels of glutamic acid. So glutamic acid, you say... So what's glutamic acid? Who cares? Glutamic acid is one molecule off of of the of MSG. Let's say it a different mm. way. Glutamic acid is an excitotoxin. Mm. Excitotoxin that works on the frontal lobe of the brain. So what does that mean? That means that if you drink bone broth and you have a leaky gut, you also have a leaky brain barrier. And that means that that excitotoxin is going to go straight to your frontal lobe and it will aggravate any 
nervous system symptoms you have. Any of them. So sometimes it's a migraine. Sometimes it's stimming for children that are on gaps or children that have autism or brain function disorders. Sometimes it's um, seizures, frankly. I'm not, I don't want to put it out there that if you drink bone broth, you get seizures. What I'm saying is if you are prone to seizures and you drink bone broth, it can trigger them. And that's, eh, so we really want people to be drinking meat stock. I've been on a personal crusade (laughs) for like six years now to try and get people to, um, to drink meat stock, mate meat stock. It's so much easier. It's made with meaty bones, which Mm -hmm. is right. Meat with a joint in it or connective tissue and it's cooked short. So meaty bones plus cooking short means very low levels of glutamic acid, nothing that's problematic at all. And it means you're still getting everything you need to heal and seal, which is what? Gelatin, amino acids, all, you know, connective tissue, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's much more delicious. I really, really disliked bone broth when I was trying to drink it years ago because I thought that's what I needed. I hated it. I had to. I was like making myself drink it. And meat stock is absolutely delicious. Well, that's significant, actually. That is really significant. Yes, it is delicious because it's made with meat. But also, if your body is saying, "I don't want this." Mm then it's probably not right for you. And actually, that was the first clue that I had on all of these list serves. Remember those years ago, there were list serves? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there are all these moms trying to heal their children or trying to use the diet to heal. And they are forcing their children with all good intention, but they were trying to get the children to drink bone broth. And these kids were not having it. They would scream. They would run away. They would, and you know, moms just couldn't get them to do it. And so that was another, you know, clue for me, like what's going on here? Mm -hmm. You know, and what was going on was they were trying to feed the children something that would make them feel bad, something that would help have them trigger these symptoms. So. And their bodies knew it and their instincts knew it. Yeah. Yeah. And some of them were, you know, nonverbal, verbal, whatever. They're like, right. you can't give me that stuff. And so they knew. Right. Yep. So and you good. knew. Yeah, so good. Yep. So then some, sometimes people will say, but the, but the bone broth has gelatin in it. Yes. And it does. But, but it's, the the prob- glu- it's the glutamic acid glutamic that's problema- acid, yeah. problematic. Yeah. So, and, you know, here's the thing. You can make chicken meat stock in an hour and a half. Hour right. and a half to three hours. Right. Or you could make a yummy pot of, you know, beef meat stock in four hours, certainly in an afternoon. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I remember the days of rolling bones for 72 hours, you know, which mm-hmm. really turned out to be like five days by the time you yeah. turned it off and you left the house and you brought it back up. And mm-hmm. this is so much more, uh, it's so much kinder. Sort yes. of. It's it's a it's a gentler, easier way to heal your gut. Yeah. 
And then I get to eat the chicken and I get to eat the carrots and the onions out of it. It's yes. really delicious. And you get to <laughs> sprinkle it with good salt, uh-huh. with mm-hmm. lots of minerals, and put it Got in my Baja pepper. Gold yep. yesterday. Good, yep. good. So good. Yeah. Good. It's really good. Yeah. So the other thing that I'm trying to start helping my clients with is fermented foods. But of course, I'm no expert at all. Yes. But of course, you know, I'm, I'm passing on what I'm learning from you. And I'm, and I'm talking about creme fraiche. And I'm talking about beet kvass. And at the same time, not being an expert, I'm not have, able to guide them like you're guiding me and saying, well, maybe you need to try this or maybe try that or, or not. But what I am really starting with um, is raw milk, raw butter, cultured butter as kind of a milder way to help them so is raw milk gut healing is that okay for well raw milk i've been in the raw milk revolution since it started almost almost i'm not that i'm not i'm not that old but um trying to get you know raw milk access for all 50 states through the work of the uh real uh, milk project of Weston Price, the Weston A. Price mm-hmm. Foundation. So raw milk in itself, hmm. I'll say it in a different way. It is much better to take raw milk and culture it. And those foods are healing to the gut. So cultured milk would be yogurt. Cultured cream, cultured raw cream could be creme fraiche, or it could be soured cream right? Mm -hmm, Those mm -hmm. things, it could be kefir or kefir, Mm -hmm. which I have a student who corrected me once. She's like, you have to really roll that. I'm like, okay, I'll try. (laughs) Kefir. I think of her every time. Um, Anyway, uh, so these things provide, uh, when we culture the raw milk, we uh, pre-digest the lactose. Mm. So Mm -hmm. lactose is a milk sugar that can be very, very hard on people. That's what makes people bloat and say, I can't handle dairy. Yep. So we culture it long, no more lactose. Perfect. And then we also get beautiful lactic acid. And lactic acid is what's very soothing to the gut. It's soothing, it's healing, and um, it also sets up conditions for beneficial bacteria to grow and pathogens to die. So is raw milk healing? Yes. And for the GAPS diet, and when we're trying to heal our gut, uh, we culture it first. And that's, okay. And then you graduate to drinking raw milk later on. Because, you, because, because then the idea would be we have rebuilt your gut flora and you can mm-hmm. handle lactose coming in. Okay. So my people who are already somewhat handling dairy... They're like, yeah, I mean, I get a stomach ache or I get bloated sometimes, but they're still drinking the dairy. They could just go straight to raw milk, right? Or, or would you still? Okay, they still need to do the culture. If you're first. cramping or you're bloating, that is an indication that you must. Mm, that's too strong. It's highly suggested that you would benefit from cultured dairy. Okay. Just go make yogurt. So easy peasy. Yeah. Easy. Okay. Awesome. Easy. Easy. Yes. And the other thing we really should mm, just bring up, uh, I'm not sure if you're going to go there, but pasteurized and raw milk are totally different things. So I'm trying to, yes, I'm trying to talk to people about that. So help me there. 
Well, especially with the action on the gut. So so what we found over the years, when I say we, it's Dr. Natasha, it's all of her, you know, graduates, blah, 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 all of these practitioners that are working with people to try and heal and seal their gut. And inevitably we hear, oh, I can't handle dairy. It makes me bloat. I can't handle dairy. It makes me cramp. I can't, ha- I get a stomach ache. Okay. So the first thing we do is say, are you drinking raw dairy or or pasteurized dairy? And many, many, many issues can be shifted, can be resolved by just going from pasteurized to raw. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing because mm-hmm. that milk has all the enzymes that God gave it in that cow or in that goat, whatever, right? right. It has the enzymes that break da- down Right, it has the lactase that breaks down the lactose for you. It's live, all sorts of things. When you start pasteurizing milk, what we need to remember is that pasteurization is sterilization. Mm. It's just called pasteurization after good old Louis Pasteur. Yep. <laughs> it's, it is sterilization, and so we have to think about what that means for the health of the milk and what's happening when you actually drink that milk. It is a sterile milk. The enzymes are dead. The protein structure Mm. has been destroyed. Okay? Yeah. The calcium has been reduced by a third or more. And it's like you're looking at it going, okay, looks like milk. Mm -hmm. Tastes like milk. Body says, this ain't milk. What is Mm. this stuff that you want me to try and break down? Right. So there's a lot more I can talk about about raw milk, but I encourage people to jump on realmilk.com. That is the project of the Weston A. Price Foundation. They are at westonaprice.org, Weston, T-O-N, aprice.org, not the hotel chain. Um, And um, take a look and see. They've got phenomenal, you know, they've got lots of resources, articles, you know, good things to take a look mm-hmm. at. What's going on in your state? What do the laws say? All sorts of good things. Wonderful. So good. So that's what I um, I do with my clients is meat stock, raw milk. Um, and so that's going to be good information for me to just sh- share this podcast with people. Um, is there anything else for just a brand new beginner, somebody just kind of starting out that's not working with a GAPS practitioner, doesn't know what to do? I know you often talk about good salt. Is there anything else that you would, that could help my clients just to start to heal their gut? And then, of course, they could see a GAPS practitioner or a GAPS coach or come to you. What I love about working with you, Monica, I know I'm totally getting off the question, is that you're helping me learn how to do all of these things, make all the things. That's the difference, I think, in what you do and what maybe just a coach does, but whatever, whatever people can do. But until they get to that point, if they decide they even want to go that route, what else could they do on their own? Sure. So, um, and then we want to get back to cultured foods and fermented foods, right? Yes, absolutely. We'll go back okay. there. But absolutely. the first thing that people can do, um, there's lots of things they can do to, to, to start healing. The first thing they need to do is take sugar out of their diet. Yep. Number one, all sugar. Yep. That means all refined sugar. That means, you know, number two, processed foods, gone. Do your best, you know, mm-hmm. get them out. Uh, really important, if you want to heal and seal your gut and you want to feel better, certainly 
Wheat has got to go. Gluten mm. has got to go. Mm-hmm. But grains really should go for a good period of time. So these are things they could just take out of their diet. You don't need to learn anything here. You're just like, right. okay, I'm going to take all the in, what we call injurious foods out. Yep. And then we're going to add in things like good salt. Yes, salt. Good salt is, to me, is a high mineral salt. That means it has to have more than 50 minerals in it, five zero, greater than 50, with no anti-caking agents Mm -hmm. or flow agents. Those are chemicals they throw in the salt. Forget it. You don't want any of that stuff. So good salt, they can add in. Good fats. Yes. Oh, are our brains starved and everything is starved for fats? Our hormones are starved. Our adrenals are starved. Our brains are starved. Every part of our body is starved for fats in this country because of the whole low-fat, no-fat movement that started in the 80s. It's um, amazing to oh. me how many people still, when I ask them what fats are you eating, they happily tell me avocado, olive, and coconut, yeah. and then they shy away when we start talking about the other fats. I'm like, no, that's good. And they're like, I can eat though. You know, they're, they're so lost on fats. Well, it makes total sense that they are because they were so shunned for decades. So, yes. And all the babies... All the moms and dads that had babies that were low fat, no fat, and then had babies mm. and made them low fat, no fat. I mean, if we want to talk about why we've got brain issues, brain function issues, yeah, all sorts of reproductive issues, let's go there, but we won't go yep. there right now. Maybe right, next time. Right. Yep. Fats. So what do we want you to eat? We want you to eat beautiful grass-fed butter. Mm-hmm. Yes. Butter, 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 butter. Lots of it, right? So pastured butter. Um is even better than organic butter, if you will, Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we want those cows eating grass the way they were meant to be. So lots of good butter. Um, I'd love to have people be eating tallow. What's tallow? That's beef or lamb or bison fat. Or how about duck fat and chicken Mm -hmm. fat and Mm -hmm. lard if you eat pork, lard. Boy, our grandmothers and great-grandmothers made everything Mm -hmm. with lard. Why? It's fantastic saturated mm-hmm. fat. So, um, yeah. So those fats, very important. You know, we love avocado oil, but don't, do not cook with it. That mm. is a dressing oil. We love extra virgin olive oil, but mm-hmm. don't cook with it. Don't cook with it. Right. That's a, that is a dressing oil, you know? So really a good idea. People need to allow themselves to have these fats, and then all of a sudden, they won't be as depressed as they used to be. I know it so won't be good. all of a sudden, but it'll happen. Yeah. You know, you need that. The body needs it. Breast milk. So good. What's it made of? Mm-hmm. 55% fat. Mm-hmm. Fat and then protein. So, so what fat. if? what about the person that's dairy-free because they, they're so intolerant to it? What fats? They're having tallow yep. and lard. Yep. They have a okay. tallow, lard, chicken fat. Mm-hmm. They can have duck fat. They can have, um, but here's the thing about dairy intolerance, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Really, really. Like, mm-hmm. well, I say that it kind of kind of sounds kind of crabby of me, but but what we have to remember is that um, yes, people have discomfort. Yes, they do, and they're listening to their bodies. Perfect. We love that. And when people really have. Uh, when people have a true allergy, 
That's different from having a sensitivity. We right, know that, right? right? Yep. And the vast majority of people who even have allergies to the milk protein will not have a problem. We're talking over 95, 98, 99, huge percent. The vast majority of people will have no problem with dairy fat. That means yes. butter and mm -hmm. ghee, G-H-E-E, -E, good old ghee, which is just clarified butter. It's just pure, you know, yep. butter fat are really open game. They are wonderful for people to try and have in their diet. I have a hard time getting people to believe that. I'm sure you do. Because I do try to, I try to tell them that. But Well, you know what you can do. Have them do a skin test. Easy. Okay. Easy. Mm -hmm. So so a skin test is something that Dr. Natasha Campbell McBride of GAPS, you know, talks about in her books, all four of her books right now. The skin test is something that we, um, that we can use to show if you have a sensitivity or really a, a very, very strong uh, allergy is too strong, but a really strong reaction that your body says, I can't handle this. I don't want this. Don't give it to me. So the way that we do that is um, you could have any of your um, any of your clients come and uh, go and get some good grass-fed butter, right? Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. That could be Kerrygold. That could be Organic Valley pasture butter. That could be some of the, the European butters, beautiful pasture butter. Um that, and they should would take some of that butter and put it on the inside of their wrist before they go to bed. Just rub some there. If they're worried the cat or the dog's going to lick it during the night, they could put a Band-Aid on it. <laughs> but, um, right? Um, and then in the morning, if there's an angry red spot there, that's a, that's a direct quote. Angry red spot. That's what Dr. Natasha says. Then that means mm, not going there, not ready, can't do that. Okay. If it's clear, gotcha. you're good to go. Awesome. But here's That's the thing. That's easy. Yeah, but here's the thing that you and I have talked about all the time. It's called the Monica Corrado stair-step method. Yes. I love so, it. So I made it up myself. Shh. Certainly many other people use it too, right? So um, the stair-step method is we. it's like you're looking at the side of a staircase. Mm -hmm. What does it look like? There's you go up. Then you, then it's flat for a while. Then it goes right. up. Then it's flat for a while. So if you have any concern about bringing any of these beautiful foods into your diet, that's fine. Slow and steady. Start with an amount that you're, that you think will be fine, like a quarter of a teaspoon, an eighth of a teaspoon, whatever works for you. Yep. You know, you've done the skin test. It said no problema. You know, I'm going forward. Uh, or I can, body says, fine, go ahead. I'm not reacting. So then you got to get your mind on board. So then you can say, I think I'll do a quarter of a teaspoon. And you do that quarter of a teaspoon, you know, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're feeling good. You're feeling good. You're feeling good. Thursday, maybe you go to half a teaspoon. You stay there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you're feeling good. Sunday, you can go to a whole teaspoon. And that's how we do this little stair step. It's slow and steady. It's at your own pace. This is not a race. One of the things that I've found over the years working with people is their desire 
I'm not sure if it's an American trait or what. It's their desire to like go from zero to a hundred in a split yep. second. So yep. they're like, "Hey, my skin test says it's fine. I think I'll eat an entire stick Jump of in. today." And then they're like, "Vom," you know, they don't feel good, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, or right. Yeah. Hey, I heard kombucha is good for me. Let me just drink a whole thing. And then they're on the floor vomiting all weekend. Oh, it's they terrible. Say, oh, wait, I have one more thing. Can I use this one? Uh, it's perfect. Yeah. They say, hey, Melissa said raw milk is good for me. I've never had it in my life. I don't eat any. I don't eat any fermented foods. I don't take any probiotics. But I, you know, this is really yummy. Let me drink 8, 12, 16 ounces at one time. Oh, and then I'm going to vomit all weekend. Oh, and you terrible. will. And then you'll say, I've heard it, I've heard it so many times. And then mm. you say, raw milk is, really makes you sick. Oh, terrible. And the reality is this. It's not about the raw milk. The raw milk mm-hmm. was being itself. There's nothing wrong with that raw milk intrinsically. It's that it's right. live food. Yes. And your body is not ready for that much live food that much. all at one time. So take it slow. Take yeah. it slow. Even though it yeah. tastes like heaven, mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. it slow so that yes. you don't have to be going, oh, I don't feel good. Because yeah. why would you not feel good? Because you have all these great microbes who are going, having a party in your gut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So good. That's such good information. So let's talk about the fermented foods before we go. Yeah. What, tell me about, what is, what did you want to say about that? The creme fraiche or, or just fermented foods in, de- in general? Well, let me just, so we just said we're going to have them take out things from their diet, right? Right. And that's right. a wonderful thing. We're going to ask them to move some good salt in. We're going to ask them to move some good fats in. Mm-hmm. And we're going to ask them to make some meat stock. So that's awesome. Mm-hmm. What else can they do? Even if they're not ready to start culturing anything, maybe they have to go source it where can I find this milk, right? How do I do this stuff, you know? Um, They can start doing things like um, buying fermented foods at the store. Is Is it perfect? No. Is it a way in? Yes. So fermented foods like sauerkraut and kimchi and beets, fermented beets and all those things, they can start slowly. Again, remember... You can even get fermented salsa out there. Do not think that you can have an entire bucket of fermented salsa with those chips if you're not used to it because it would be too much for you. But these are things that you can easily, you know, bring in and uh, bring into your diet until you're ready to start making your own, Mm -hmm. which will be incredibly easy, so inexpensive, and so much richer in the amount of good bugs, in the amount of good bacteria, in the amount of beneficial bacteria, enzymes, vitamin C, all sorts of other wonderful things. So, so good. Yeah. So good. I'm going to pick up my raw milk again tomorrow morning. And I love Hooray! it. I, you know, I was afraid of raw milk years ago when everybody started having it. I was like, I don't know. That, is that safe? And so I didn't do it. And our guts just got worse and worse. I'm not saying because we didn't have raw milk, but I'm sure, you know, what we did is cut out dairy. We started drinking almond milk, <gasps> right? We had almond Oops. milk yeah, for years. <laughs> well, you know, that's another whole story. You know, all of right. these quote unquote plant-based milks group mm. are 
are highly processed foods Mm -hmm. that are not prepared in a way that your body can actually use them. That's another whole conversation. That's also in my book about how to make the nuts so you can make your own nut milk that I mean, if you really want to do that. But the stuff that's out there, man, the one thing I would like for people to know is eat as close to the source as you can. Yeah. Processed foods are what we call devitalized foods, and they will not, they cannot, they cannot supply your body with the nutrients your body needs to thrive. Mm -hmm. They just don't have it. Yeah. So tell me, lastly, tell me about what is your website and tell me about your book. How do people find your book? Sure, sure. So my website is simplybeingwell.com simplybeingwell.com. They can also find me if they're on Facebook. I do in, um, I have Simply Being Well. Cooking for Wellbeing is my page there. Awesome. Um, I have a book called The Complete Cooking Techniques for the GAPS Diet. Where do they find it? They can find it on my website, simplybeingwell.com. They can also find it on my publisher's website, which is Celine River Press. S-E-L-E-N-E, riverpress.com. I have a blog there. I write for them. You can see some other awesome. things that I've done there. Yep, it's all right yeah, there. I'll, and I'll link all of this in the show notes. And, of course, I always transcribe. The, the whole thing is transcribed so people can read the transcription. I turn it into a blog if people would rather read it. Great. And then Monica was so gracious to give me a um, a discount code for my clients. Yes. Um, for her book. So I'll put that in there, too. Great. And... Gosh, Monica, this was awesome. Like, I'm, I think I'm going to link this podcast in every remedy plan that I send out so that people can get a really good understanding Great. Of, of what I'm asking them to do. So thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me, and thanks for all the good work that you're doing. Oh, I love it. I love Absolutely. it so much. You too. Yep. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 